I'd like to welcome back everyone to Digital Capital Advisors' weekly podcast series, which features founders, CEOs, and investors in ad tech and martech spaces, affectionately known as Mad Tech. My name is Jay McDonald, and I'm the founder, CEO, and managing partner of Digital Capital Advisors, which is our 10-year-old investment bank with offices in New York, Berlin, and San Francisco. This series features some of the industry's most successful entrepreneurs who have built rock-solid businesses that in some way have transformed the buying, selling, and or measuring of online advertising. Each podcast lasts approximately 30 minutes. And for this podcast, we could not have a better, more appropriate guest than Giuliani Stiglitz, CEO of Numatech. Now, prior to launching holding company Numatech, he was the CEO, co-founder, and co-owner of Latam Digital Ventures, a holding company he created together with High Media Group, part of the Azerian Network. The holding company was focused on acquiring and creating high-growth and profitable digital media and ad tech businesses in the U.S., Hispanic, and Latam markets. He sold the holding company and all its companies to Grupo Prisa, one of Spain's largest publicly traded media companies. Prior to that, he was the CEO of Orange Advertising, one of the largest U.S., Hispanic, and Latam-focused ad networks, which he successfully acquired from Orange SA and transformed into Latam Digital Ventures. In addition to Stiglitz's work attracting new entrepreneurs and companies to join Numatech, he also works as an angel investor and speaker participating in some of those respected events in the industry, which I hope will agree. It includes this podcast series. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Giuliano. Thank you, Jay. So happy to be here. It is uh, quite, quite the bio. Um, <laughs> It, it, it's quite the bio and uh, and one of the more impressive ones we've seen, particularly in the area of digital media. So why don't you, why don't you talk a little bit about your background? Why don't, why don't we go back and talk about some of the earlier companies you founded, which ultimately led you to where you are today at Numatech? Yes. Um, I'll tell you a, a, a funny story, uh, how I sold my first uh, banner um, on a website I developed. I, I grew up in Rome, in Italy, and... Um, um, in the late 90s, I started, uh, you know, coding in what it was then HTML1. <laughs> wow. uh, and I actually developed myself uh, and I programmed and I created all the content for a, for a website that still exists because it was bought then by, uh, by a company that still operates it and still some content that I wrote more than 20 years ago is still there. You can go and check it out. It's called roamexplorer.com. And, uh, and so that was one of my, you know, it was definitely one of my first ventures, but also definitely my, my, my first digital media ventures. And I remember when, once we developed it and created the content and we did all that, I, um, I was, I, I put an email, you know, saying, if you're interested in advertising, you know, send an email to, to this email. And a real estate agent contacted me and it's like, yeah, I want to buy banners. You know, I, I sell real estate to foreigners in Rome and you got that audience. And so I remember spending days and talking to my best friend at, at, at the bar in Rome. It's like, how are we going to price this thing? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was a static banner on my website who I remember I had one of those like early days trackers, how many visits I, I, I was getting. And, um, and I think, you know, we ended up, it, it felt like a, it felt like an illegal transaction. You know, we, we, we went, uh, we went to this, this guy's office 
And we kind of gave him a prize and kind of a justification and, and he cut a check and it's kind of, we, we felt like we were, you know, robbing him blind. <laughs> <laughs> Doing so, something illegal, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, so that, that was actually my first um, uh, banner. And this was probably 1999. Um, and it was a static banner on, 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 on my own website I had created. Um, so, um, and, and then actually I, I was a buyer of, of, of media because I, I, after that, I started another company, which was uh, you're gonna you're gonna kick out of this one. And it was called JustAsecond.com, and we sold secondhand CDs. It was an e-commerce company, uh, late late '90s, early 2000. And and then we realized pretty quickly that the way to make money in that kind of business was to sell on the Amazon marketplace. Uh, you know, it was it was the early days of that, and. Um, and, and and it's quite funny. I can tell you a story of how we find that out another time. But uh, and then so I started placing, um, you know, um, uh, ads. Obviously, I, I was, you know, we, we were buying ads to uh, to kind of drive traffic sites. Um, then we also created a later on a, 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 a search engine for real estate. And then we started kind of really heavily buying ads on 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 Google early days of that to, to drive traffic to, uh, to our site. So then I, I became a buyer of, of that. And, and funnily enough, I, I created all these companies with a buddy of mine from boarding school. I went to boarding school in the UK. And uh, he then, you know, we decided to, like, we sold actually one of the businesses um, and we closed down the others. He went on to become the chief of staff of the you know, IMF and I, <laughs> and oh, I continue. I'm like, I definitely don't want to do an MBA. I don't want to go back to school. Uh, what right. else can I do? And, and then, you know, I had a stint at, uh, at the corporate world. Um, and uh, in 2005, this is 15 years ago, uh, uh, I joined a large media group and I quickly become, became the VP of, of, of sales for Europe. And I was in charge of selling uh, it was a, they had a large newspaper network, but also what the was the name of the company? Uh, we, the, the group was called Shinovik. It's a big Swedish group, oh, sure. and at, yeah. and at the time they owned and they still own part of it. I think was called Metro, the free newspaper. One of their many businesses, you know, they're they're they're, they're, they're they were a diversified group, and and so I also managed their um, you know their website, and so that's one of my, my you know first you know kind of large publishing world first big kind of digital media deals uh on our websites you know we were selling print and and digital at the time and um and that's where it really kind of started kind of you know yeah, getting 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 into into the, the digital media world and after that i joined orange where i was you know the vp of sales for europe i was the ceo for latin america the us and where you know Roughly 15, 14 years ago, I started getting deeper and deeper in the kind of digital media tech world. Mm -hmm. And the rest you mentioned in my CV. <laughs> the, rest <is> <laughs> the, 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 the rest is history. But that's how really I got started as an entrepreneur. Then I went to, I, I, did, a, a, I did several years in corporate. Um, and then, as you said, you know, I, I, I bought, um, I managed to, I was fortunate to, to be able to buy the business I was running. Uh, uh, for Orange Latin America, which at the time was a very large publisher ad network, 
And I bought it just at the time when, you know, the industry was shifting from, you know, ad server to SSPs and, and programmatic and, and kind of, I was able to, to ride that, you know, for, for that way for quite a while. And, and, and as you mentioned, then I bought the business, transformed it and, um, I, um, I was able to sell it and, and, and have an exit, uh, in very quickly in a, in a matter of two and a half years. So that's led you to where you are today, which is pneumatic. Tell us a little bit about pneumatic and, and what the various businesses are. Yes. So then, you know, after that, um, I, 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 it took me some time to, uh, let's say, uh, decide what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I, I started building um, a, a group of companies, um, which is which today they form, you know, Numatech, um, and and basically, you know, it, it's it's a diversified has 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 kind of two two souls, right? On one hand, it's basically a holding company investing in um, you know, in the MarTech space, uh, on the uh, on service service company kind of technology enabled service companies, if you like. Uh, so we we have uh, a line of business which is trading desks. You know, we started really the early in in the early trend of trading desks. So we 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 run you know a, a number of trading desks in in, in different countries, um, which has evolved obviously over, over the years, and it's everything from media buying cross channel data management analytics dashboard optimization and all of that and we do that for you know agencies and clients then we actually you know uh, got in the digital agency business and and we created and, and bought a bunch of uh, digital media agencies and so we have that uh, that division as well um, and then it thought it would be very interesting to to um, to actually, since we don't develop technology, uh, we we wanted to start a kind of large partnerships with with big top tier, you know, tier one, tier two technology companies, and be their you know channel partners and and uh, reselling arms in 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 markets that they might not be interested in, in developing themselves. So we are this exclusive resellers, for example, in in several markets uh, for Zeta Global. And, and their suite of products. Um, so that's that's a very interesting opportunity for us to kind of sell technology directly to brands and agency. And we have businesses doing that. Um, we have we have a we have a, you know a group of businesses entirely focused on on performance and growth marketing, uh, uh, which um, which which is doing very well. We have influencer marketing agencies that are also. Uh, very successful, and uh, and also we have consulting, in, in all of this, we since we were not doing enough things, <laughs> um, we decided to also kind of help companies um, move into the regions and territories that uh, that we know very well. So we help U.S. and European companies moving into Latin America and and, and, and vice versa. And so all in all, today we have this diversified group uh, operating in. You know, twenty-two markets. Um, 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 you know, 30, 30 companies around three hundred employees, and uh, we do all, we do all these wonderful things. You know, it's kind of an ecosystem of company that also help each other, and and so that's that's kind of what we are at, at core. You know, we are investors that create or buy or invest in in these type of companies, but also on the other hand, you know, we are 
uh, a network of companies that that uh, you know it's the ideal partner for for as I said large technology company that want to uh, accelerate their distribution in, in certain markets and our presence allows them uh, to do so. So one of the things that I know you do and have done is that you you go into a particular market and try and find a uh, an entrepreneur who has an area of expertise that you're looking for and then you partner with him is that or or her is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been actually the secret of our success and our fast growth for 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 many years, you know. Um sometimes uh, it's it's an executive in a corporation that really we, we at heart is an entrepreneur or frustrated entrepreneur because he's is in the corporate world. <laughs> and uh and we we understand that, you know. We 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 live both uh, both experiences, but we are entrepreneur our hearts ourselves. And so we identify those those, those people that that you know uh, they want to run their, their own businesses, but you know they have either a clear understanding of where a specific segment of the of the industry is going, or they have a portfolio of amazing clients, um, and, um, and and and, you know, and they might not have the capital, they might not have the product, and so we we nurture those relationships. And sometimes you know it took us it took us months or years to convince some of these. Some of these, uh, uh, you know, today partners uh, to to join us and 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 you know being very successful. So we, that's that's definitely one one of the key. You know, we want now that we we launched Numatech and and we went public with with all our companies. We obviously want to also get kind of inbound uh, 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 as opposed to do scouting of these people. We also would like to get uh, you know more more request partnership from from potential entrepreneurs and, and maybe also partner with people we don't know well you know there's a there's a being being in uh, having been in the industry for so many years and knowing so many people you know there is there is so such a big low-hanging fruit of of talent and um, and uh, and entrepreneurs out there so we we were able to to tap into that pool for years um, and but now we want to kind of also reach out to to to, to people we don't know Right, and you you had mentioned that um, that you are a uh, you guys are also a reseller of technology specifically for Zeta Global. Talk to us a little bit about that, and also about some of the countries that you're uh, you're selling their technology. Yes, um, we uh, you know as you know Zeta Global is uh, is, is a very successful um, uh, software company in the U.S. doing a number of things, and and they actually acquired. Um, um, you know the assets, the D- DSP assets of of Seismic, and uh, and I think in that acquisition that we or in that in that bankruptcy proceeding where we we were also involved and in, and in, in somehow we were trying to pitch ourselves for for parts of the businesses. Obviously, we couldn't compete against Zeta and Amazon, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but uh, you know we ended up uh, knowing you know the people that uh, you know obviously people at Amazon and and, and people at Zeta and. And um, and and by talking to them, like, they realized that uh, uh, you know they could they could use us to um, to to take care of um, you know a lot of markets that maybe in in, in the short to medium term they didn't have an interest in developing. And uh, it's been a great 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 partnership. We manage Southern Europe for them, and uh, perhaps that's uh, going to be that partnership in Europe is going to be expanded uh, even further. We manage. Whole of Latam, 
And in these markets, we are exclusive, and you know the product is very strong, and and it's it's a great case study because, you know, we are we our network companies and our content, our distribution channels, are are very effective um, for technology companies that want to roll out. On the other hand, you know, if um, we have a great product that we we you know it, it's a perfect match. So that's that's really uh, how it works, and 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 the beauty of it is like. You know, it, we're able to do uh, uh, business uh, with with all the top uh, media agencies because of that. You know, I've, I've, everybody needs a DSP these days. <laughs> right. Yeah, and certainly that Zeta name is uh, is is well known globally. Yes. You know, there's so many interesting aspects to your business, and you know, you've got business entities in Europe, you've got business entities in LATAM, yet your headquarters is is in Miami. So, <laughs> Now, so so other than the uh, other than the food and the nightlife, which uh, and the and the weather, why Miami and the iguanas? Um, um, <laughs> I, I, I well, a number of reasons. I, I ended up in Miami uh, with 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 Orange. I was actually commuting between London and Miami, and at one point it was going nuts. It's long commute. I, you know, I have three kids, and I started having kids at the time. And by the time I had two. I'm like, you know, this this is not, you know, bearable anymore. I had to choose. And and my wife is Latin America and we kind of like um decided to for her, she 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 kind of spent a lot of time in Miami and, and we ended up here from London. Um and, and and we miss London a lot too, but uh but you know, but also although it was a bit of a coincidence how we got here. I mean, if you do business like we do in Latin America, in the US, you know, we have a you know, great, great U.S. business. And, and in Europe, I mean, if you look at the map, uh, you know, and aside from Bermuda, I, I think lo- logistically speaking, it's it's a perfect uh, a spot for to, to be, you know. And uh, and also the culture is is very similar to the Latin America and Southern European culture as well. And, sure. and, yeah. and it's a great hub. It was a digital media hub in the region for a long time. So there is digital media talent. You know, I, I probably, probably for for a long time it struggled with with other types of tech talents, which, by the way, right now it's 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 thriving, I think. But uh, um, so it's it's a perfect spot, and obviously Florida being uh, as as it having its tax tax advantages and all of that, it's 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 it makes perfect sense. Yep. No, I understand. Um, so so what's interesting about your background is if you got extensive background um you know in a variety of different uh, sectors within within Martech and uh and you've also been at it for a while so unlike some folks that maybe have started their first business in the last 4 or 5 years um you've actually seen tough times just from an economic standpoint in 2007 um and now and now we've had you know we've been in a pandemic here for the past 9 months so as you think about you know your management style. How, how, does, how have you managed these these disparate or these businesses in disparate locations, right during COVID? And uh, and has your management style changed at all? Um, first of all, I'd like to say, you know, uh, as 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 opposed to other industries, I feel like you know our industry is 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 being you know so blessed and you know. And and oftentimes during times of crisis, uh, has thrived, right? So, um, you know, uh, I would say that we haven't suffered uh, the same way in in, in both crises, uh, the same way that that other industry have. 
so I, I would say that I had an easier job <laughs> than many other CEOs. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but, you know, I don't think like people change and I don't think management styles, uh, uh, really, uh, you know, dr- dramatically changes as, you know, as, as, as you grow older. Um, but, um, yeah, we certainly adapted, uh, you know, v- very quickly. Um, you know, we, um, we, we had to adjust, uh, like everybody else did. Uh, we had to make contingencies plan. I think we, uh, we had to understand very quickly, um, you know, the nature of this business has been, I think has been a great exercise in getting as, as when the times are good, you don't go so deep into everything you do. Right. And we, and, and we had to, and luckily, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, a bit, we were lucky and, 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 and a bit, you know, kind of, these are businesses that we built or a number of years for a reason. We didn't lose, uh, any business uh, throughout this pandemic, uh, they're very, very resilient. You know, some had a couple of tough months, but as a group, we haven't lost money in in, in any single month, and uh, and so and we scraped through. But yeah, I think I think you learn a lesson. You know, as a CEO, you have this pressure. You have to be the leader. Uh, you know, you have to give answers, and you have to show that uh, uh, you know you 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 have the solution. And, and frankly, I'm surrounded by. A team of, of 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 business partners and and, and top management team and and actually uh, employees, w- which is very strong. And often, and oftentimes, they told me what to do. And I and as a CEO, as as opposed to often coming up with the idea and implementing it top down, my role has been to listen to the 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 the, the talented people that I have in my organization and listen to all their opinions of what we should do, filter it and come back with the best solution, which is typically also my management style anyway. So uh, I don't know if that answered your questions, but that's that's how we operate. Yeah, no, it does. And it kind of, it, it, I want to stay on the thread because, um, you know, a lot of CEOs are, you know, it's my voice and my way. And uh, I think um, a lot of folks have learned the lesson that, uh, particularly in certain businesses and certain sectors, that you're only as strong as the people you have. And um, you can learn that the hard way or, you know, in your case, you learned that early on that that's how you make money. So what are some of the things you look for in people generically when you look to bring them on as partners? I think, you know, the first, it depends on what positions, of course, but uh, I think it, this is, uh, this th- this industry, I said before, um, it's it's blessed in a way, but also it's not for the, is is not a very forgiving industry as well. <laughs> At the same time, for yep. talent talent in it, you know. Uh, so I think you know I, I look definitely for resilience. Um, I I look for entrepreneurship, um, you know, and and I I look for complementary talents. I look for people that are better than the people that we already have in our organizations, uh, and so you know, and then oftentimes you know it's a very technical industry what we do so. Obviously, we have to look for skills. But if you look about, but but by car, you know, car, if you more, if you want to go more into the char- character traits uh, conversation, I think in this industry, if you're not resilient, if you if you're not if you're not willing to change and evolve constantly, and uh, and and if you don't have that gut of where the industry is going, because you know it's like it evolves at the speed of light. Uh, I don't yep. think you have what it takes to stay on for a very long time. Then you should choose a different industry. You know? Right. But as I'm, I, I think I was um, 
Um, I'm, I'm really curious about your, what I call your partners, the people that really run your business, that actually have equity stake in your business around, because you're obviously, um, it's a very diversified from a geographic standpoint. And so you've got to have the right people that you trust and let them go. Yes, right? correct. Uh, and, and that's the other thing. When, then when you're looking at partners, you know, these are the people who, who if you specifically want to focus on, on, those, on that type of talent, uh, I think, you know, trust is probably up there. You know, they have to be entrepreneurs, uh, you know, and, and finding out. Some people say, you know, finding out if somebody is really an entrepreneur, uh, it's, it's, it's a task, you know, and, and some people say, you know, it's a myth, you know, is, is this myth that everybody wants to do entrepreneur, everybody wants to start their own company, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not true for everyone. So are they people that are trustworthy? Are they people that are independent and, and, you know, travel and, and work, you know, very, very far away from, from where we are in Miami, you know, right, we have, exactly. we have businesses in Bolivia, in the U S in Colombia, in Italy, in Spain, you know, everywhere. So, so it's like in Mexico, in, in the Dominican Republic, in Guatemala. So, like, are they prepared to do to do this months on end on their own? You know, of course we talk, and and, and of course we 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 mentor, and of course we help in many ways. But are they independent? Are they trustworthy? Are they resilient? Are they really entrepreneurs? And and I think you know, we we, we also realize over the years of mistakes we made. You know, like. Uh, you know, do, 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 you know, you know, we, we are very commercial organizations. So, so, you know, some of our biggest wins is like, are, are they people, are these people, you know, they have that empathy and that, you know, kind of sale, the sales skills and are they, you know, do they come with, you know, portfolio of, of potential clients? And, you know, we, we look into that and this, that's reality. Sometimes you have some entrepreneurs that probably have a lot of potential, but when you know self financing all of this, you want to get to cash flow positive as quickly as possible, and you don't have the luxury to waste five years losing money before you hit it big. Right, and your um, and and your companies by by and large, I remember from an earlier conversation, make money very quickly. Yes, I mean it's uh, and 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 by nature, you know, it's like we have to be. We 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 initially. There's a need, you know, we self, we self-funded the company. Um, uh, we never had any institutional money coming in. We never had any kind of loans or, inv- or external, you know, I- I- investor funds and so on, which means like, you know, by necessity, we had to be really good at identifying businesses that could get to pro- profitability very quickly. So I think we, we, you know, out of necessity, you, you harness your, your your skills. But uh, uh, obviously, as we grew and as you know became more profitable, and as um, as as we we you know we we do, we are we, we've been profitable and cash flow positive almost from day one. But now we could do bigger deals. Now we could take bigger risks. Now we're prepared for some strategic investments that we know take longer to lose money for a while, right? But uh, but it's uh, I think it's good health check. The fact that you know what, it's sometimes in the industry with all the crazy amount of VC money that, that that flows around, especially on you know on on the technology side, um, yep. I think it's it's very healthy to to think of a business. <laughs> I know it's it's going to sound ridiculous, but to think of a business as something that has to make money, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think uh, it's very healthy, and I think we harness that skill, and I think sometimes we're we're a bit 
two family run in that style where you know like we're we're pinching pennies and we and we'll treat it, uh, uh, every every business uh, you know uh, as something that has to be profitable as quickly as possible but but i think it's extremely healthy and as a result of that we have created extremely healthy businesses that then thanks to 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 this kind of uh you know crunch uh, 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 sorry, it's just kind of grind at the beginning to get to profitability as soon as possible. They develop, you know, a very uh, healthy dynamic. Right, right. Well, you know, there, you know, VCs have been pouring. Uh, you know, what's interesting is the, 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 you know, the pandemic did not really slow down much the investment in technology and in digital media. In fact, if you take a look at the, you know, the, the public companies on the tech side, they've done ridiculously well for the past four or five months. Um, but now the new market seems to be LATAM, right? Folks are uh, folks are by and large, particularly from the U.S., have, have generally shied away from looking in LATAM. But yet we're hearing more and more companies very, very interested in the market because you know is and is that because Europe is well developed, APAC well developed. But the two regions now that that money is looking at um, moving into is LATAM and also in Africa. Yeah. So. I want to talk for a second or two about the kind of your view of the dynamics of the LATAM region? Look, I mean, we 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 were born uh, as a company in LATAM, so we are like uh, kind of the opposite example, you know, you know, um, and we believed in in LATAM. I think what very, very few people believed in LATAM. I think uh, it, 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 it's a challenging region. Uh, because the way we a lot of company look at it, especially European and, and, and U.S. companies, like you know, th- they have those huge markets in Europe to develop and and U.S. to develop. Until they've developed those, uh, you know, why entering a market made of all these markets, all these currencies, all these different legal system? Yeah, I mean, for most part, there is a basically two main languages: Portuguese and Spanish. So that makes it easy. But even the cultural nuances, you know, it's not a homogeneous re- region. You know, there are common cultural traits, but, you know, a Mexican is very different from a Colombian and an Argentinian. So, so I think to look at a, a Latin America can be challenging for all these reasons. And that's why a lot of people is like, hey, let's conquer the U.S. and let's conquer uh, 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 Europe. Uh, because of the complexity of LATAM, but or, or APAC because of the complexity of LATAM, and you know obviously because the size plus the complexity, perhaps sometimes it wasn't interesting enough. We, on the other hand, we saw that as an opportunity. You know, we 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 kind of have the stomach for difficult countries, <laughs> or for more right. complicated countries, and, and and in fact, we are we're, we're looking at, at Africa very closely now as well, and um, and uh, and Eastern and, and Central Europe as well. Um, and we we saw that opportunity, you know, just, just less less it's it's less expensive to start a business. Uh, it's um, it's less competition in, in in a way, you know, because not not all the companies are there, and um, and you have to master this really like multi-country to make a big business out of it. You have to master this kind of multi-country, multicultural, multi-currency environment, and and that's that's a big opportunity, and and that's why we started a consulting business that. That helps kind of uh, big uh, uh, tech companies or media, digital media companies to, to come into the region because, because of the challenges. But we, on the other hand, now are using our strength in LATAM to expand, you know, to the rest of the world. We, we want to use 
we even use the the the, the profits that we we were able to develop from from that region to to actually go into the U.S. and Europe. So we we come from a different perspective, but also you know you have you had for a long time, and this is changing very rapidly, uh, a lack of structural VC money, you know, uh, 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 lack of certain type of talent and skills. And, um, and, and, you know, lack of like really big benchmark, you know, like this companies that this, this companies that really are then a talent pool, you know, and, and, and they create then generation, generations of entrepreneurs. Like you have today, you know, the Mercado Libre, the Rappies of the world that right. not only are great, great examples, but also what happens with these businesses, you know, they create generation of developers, they create generation of entrepreneurs and that, and that has like, obviously, a great, uh, uh, a great uh, virtual cycle, um, which will enter region, which we hopefully will benefit from it being having like a widespread presence in the region and being kind of a uh, you know digital marketing service uh, uh, holding company. Ho- hopefully, all these start- startups we now need our services. Right, and the and the and, and the digital transformation has been accelerated recently. I would say down there. Yes. Um, would you agree? Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. I think nobody believed in before in the logistics in e- e-commerce, and that's like just absolutely booming. They were everybody's realizing it's possible, and and and, and in fact, it's uh, it's 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 the way forward for for a lot of businesses. So so absolutely that d- d- digital digital transformation across the board, you know, not only in e-commerce but 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 in other areas, and uh, and that's helping everyone as well. And and recently, one of our recent acquisition, it's actually. A growth hacking, growth marketing, uh, you know, uh, agency in Colombia that it's almost entirely focused on on helping uh, startups uh, accelerate. That's um, that is a great place to end it. I think um, uh, this has been a real joy, Giuliano. It's a uh, it's been a real pleasure. You've you've built a, a very impressive group of companies. And um, and obviously are very successful as a company, and obviously are, are looking forward to continued growth. We wish you well. I'd like to thank all our listeners for this CEO podcast. We've had Giuliano Stiglitz, CEO of Numatech, on today, and we look forward to uh, speaking to him again and uh, seeing if he is it has in fact moved into Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll soon find out. And uh, no, thank you for the opportunity, Jay. Uh, you know, we are very proud of our work. And anytime you want to keep chatting, you know, I'm happy to. All the best to you and your team. Cheers now. Bye-bye.